just like even what you said there, I could. Uh, it, it's worth noting that some human beings uh, are so materialistically attached, so much attached to interpersonal relation and um, psychological self-definition, me, me, that they prefer to stay in the lower realms. <clears throat> and, and how does higher self work with that? <laughs> what a strange thing. Um, souls that don't actually want to ascend or evolve, they want to stay um, in a kind of quasi-human-animal state. Um, the human um, that seeks um, to remain um, in physical in physical realm and go no further. Why? How could that be? Well, that's a strange thing, and that's what what I think you're talking about in terms of some beings in the lower realm um, that are not interested in love, light, <laughs> guidance, assistance, and moving along. They they want to stay there. Well, there is the physical, um, at which, you know, the astral, <laughs> astral uh, phenomenon of those machines and their function and how they operate and why they're there and things like that. There's the deeper meaning of what it's all about. Well, what it's about is that some entities of the lower realms want to storm the astral city. But further than that, what I see is that the, the metaphysical position in terms of development of consciousness of that astral city, of the people in that astral city, the, the position of that astral city in terms of a third density consciousness evolution is not that far from hell. <laughs> so that the vibratory, um, the vibratory compatibility, incompatibility, the vibratory rates of the beings in the astral city and the beings in the hell realm are not such different that um, there is uh, some kind of impenetrable natural metaphysical barrier. Meaning, uh, hell beings would never get into Gautama's ashram or 3.6. Meaning, we're talking about levels of, of development of mind, you know, places on the astral plane like the lower realms of hell and the middle astral or upper middle astral realm of the astral city uh, represent states of consciousness and beings in each realm um, are associated with these subplanes of third density third density time space right three point what if it's is it three point four three point four five six seven maybe but what I see is that the level of development <clears throat> of the beings in the astral city um, being vulnerable to some degree by those in the hell realm indicate that the people, the astral human beings that are not harvestable, they're still learning, I think, um, those 3D souls or those souls still working through third density have certain tendencies in their mind akin to those that got people into hell. The tendencies of mind, you see, the beings in hell and the beings in the astral city 
have tendencies in mind that got them there. The their location, the distinction of their location, is a distinction in terms of um, relative weight of clarity versus confusion, or love, wisdom versus lower triad blockage. The mix of lower triad blockage versus upper three, you know, green, blue, indigo, fourth, fifth, sixth chakra, the mix between, let's say, lower triad blockage and upper chakra activation uh, between beings in those two realms is not that different, or it is different, but not too different, because there is vulnerability <clears throat> uh, of the astral city to beings from hell, which means that the beings in the astral city still have their own tendencies somewhat that would have, that that could in the future, if activated, or in the case of um, being allowed to activate, would land them into hell. And so. Uh, three point, you know, the, the the hell realm beings' tendencies and the astral city beings' tendencies uh, are comparable enough so that the astral city beings are threatened, are vulnerable, and that just shows that the beings in the astral city um, could indeed um, that the, they they have still have a lot to learn <laughs> because. Their state of being is not without <clears throat> the tendencies that landed the other guys into hell. And that just shows you that, that uh, we're not talking about the upper astral. We're talking about the middle astral, the middle and the lower. And <clears throat> in a certain sense, you can also extrapolate that to a personal life and say, um, the bad influences to which we indeed are susceptible... Uh, are those um, that that uh, represent tendency? You know, the bad influences of people that might come into our life have some symbolic representation manifesting those tendencies in mind that we share with them that we haven't yet purified in our own course of evolution. And so, the vulnerability of one level of the astral to another level of the astral is the presence of the lower tendencies of the beings in the lower uh, still um, triggerable, still present to some degree, moderately, in those of the other or upper level? Well, yeah, you can say that uh, <clears throat> physical proximity, physical nearness, is always or generally... Uh, a manifestation of proximity and consciousness. Proximity and consciousness means comparable mental tendencies. And so, and that's um, basically a representation or manifestation of overall soul evolution or level of development of soul and or beingness development. So, <clears throat> the people in our life, this is also very, very subtle. The people in our life. Um, that are physically proximate to us, particularly like family and partner and loved ones, the people that are are intimates, not necessarily physical, sexual intimate, but emotional or physical proximity intimate, <clears throat> people that we live with, the people in our environment to, to a large extent, and, and family friends, um, represent also, can be seen as proximate tendencies in consciousness. The people around me 
manifest aspects of my own set of potentials and tendencies to a greater or lesser extent. <clears throat> and that's why they're proximate as mirrors to us. And the other thing I want to say is that when I saw the, the film Astral City, I was humbled um, at the purity of the teaching from the elders in the Astral City to everybody that was learning, like Dr. Louise, and even the young boy who was the healer of Dr. Louise, who was, um, what, I forgot his name, you might remember, who mi missed his mother or something. <clears throat> remember that boy? The guy who did the, 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 the work in the hospital? Lucia. Well, I was, in, I was humbled <laughs> by the purity of their teachings of patience, self-sacrifice, uh, generosity, um, broad-mindedness, um, all, all the core virtues of the positive path. And <clears throat> even though those teachings, you know, just, just because, well, a being at a moderate level of development may be exposed to very high-level teachings, and it's not expected that we're going to learn it perfectly, but it's simply that we're being shown uh, a goal way up ahead, or teachings sometimes represent uh, achievements that are, you know, a full achievement of which is somewhat far in our future, or not attainable now. However, the purity of the teaching is what counts, and so... I may be very far from from Buddha, Buddhahood, but the teachings of the end of the path are still really helpful. And so, uh, beings in that astral city may have tendencies, may may be triggerable to the tendencies that got the other people stuck in hell, even though these beings are not um, needing to stay in hell. You know, they, they might not have gone there after death. They may have stayed only a short time or some time, like Dr. Louise. They still have those tendencies, but they're far weaker than those that are still in hell. But they're being given teachings that are way ahead, or be tendency uh, teachings whose full uh, achievement or learning represents a, a complete freedom from all those selfish lower, you know, chakra blockage tendencies. And so it's, it's, there, there's some kind of humbling <laughs> that is inevitable or necessary on the path if we're following true teachings. The true teachings should be way beyond us, you know? Or the goal, which is, what is the goal? What is the goal, right? Well, Jesus talked about a goal of um, inheriting the earth or uh, being reborn in the kingdom of heaven or inscribed in the book of life. Um, basically freedom from death or uh, what looks like 4D positive harvestability. Gautama has a goal for what seems to be freedom from all reincarnation and, and uh, attachment and ignorance out of the octave. Uh, <clears throat> it's okay to feel humbled by uh, comparing ourselves to uh, a pure teaching of uh, the goal that we haven't fully achieved. Um, and yet, um, it's understood that it's going to take a while for us to achieve um, greater goals. Uh, but beings <clears throat> that are proximate to us generally 
um, represent mirrors to tendencies that we have have had some experience with, <laughs> that we're susceptible to, both positive and negative. And so, uh, one way to look at the physical, at physicality itself, or form-based manifestation, right? Because in the astral, there's no physical. It's not biochemical, but there is an astral form or body they're using. Uh, physicality or form-based incarnation as simply a mirroring manifestation so the self may know the self far better. Um, it's a tangible, Ra talked about that, a tangible manifestation of the illusion or some kind of something like that. And so <clears throat> there's some very deep um, principles in play associated with or related to why it is this astral city is still susceptible to uh, beings trying to storm the citadel from the hell realm, that kind of thing. And there's also reason why they're using technology rather than mind to ward them off, meaning that those souls are not free enough of those tendencies to have powers of mind to ward them off. Well, that, that point about what you're calling learning through action is critical. And in many ways, um, for many wanderers like us, um, the balance between solitary intellectual learning and interpersonal physical um, service, service exchange, meaning doing, the difference between solitary learning and interpersonal physical doing, is heavily tilted towards the solitary learning. <laughs> meaning mm, we have fewer opportunities to engage with people or we make for ourselves fewer opportunities to engage with people in the ways of physical doing service uh, far less than the time we may spend in solitary uh, learning, intellectual, mental, spiritual learning. And so there is an imbalance for us here, I think, and yet um, <clears throat> the measure of one's evolution really is is its demonstration in physical doing interpersonally or phys or um, not full not 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 just solitary the the interactive or interpersonal relational um, situation is really where learning um, is demonstrated and um, proven to oneself and <clears throat> you know, it's going from theory to practice. It, it's We have our own distortions in that we don't want to serve in certain ways, right? I don't want to work at the soup kitchen. I'd rather teach metaphysics. Well, it probably is better for us or probably helpful for all of us who may prefer <clears throat> me uh, teaching, you know, me too, who would prefer uh, solitary learning and small group teaching metaphysics or counseling to get hands dirty in the soup kitchen working with really, you know, wounded people uh, in physical doing. Uh, we may <clears throat> have certain negative tendencies, astravas, defilements, mental flow, you know, mental, distorted mental flows, that's my term for astrava now, distorted mental flow tendencies. Um, that won't be teased out or exposed or able to be worked on when I'm doing the spiritual, <clears throat> the spiritual, um, um, staying within my spiritual comfort zone. 
um, solitary learning or small group interpersonal teaching sharing, that kind of thing. You see? And so uh, it's not enough for people to um, get it uh, alone, but it has to be demonstrated um, by their quality of being with other. There's so many other learnings that are, are foundational to the path, or very subtle aspects of lower triad blockage, very subtle manifestations of lower triad blockage that would only come out in doing <clears throat> the spiritual activity or service that we do not prefer, <laughs> not what we want, what we don't want, if, if indeed a teacher tells us. <laughs> if you want to do it because you think you should, you may or may not be correct, you may be getting into trouble. But certainly, if a teacher guides you and says, "Hey, you need to do, you know, clean the shit in the in the in the toilets of the hospital," nobody really says, "Yes, okay, all right." But uh, it would be possible to be enjoy doing such thing and be in pure, you know, pure mind freedom from uh, defilements uh, in that kind of service. But we keep ourselves in our comfort zone, and that's a whole other topic, you know, is uh, the, the, uh, challenge, the, the, the challenges of self-directed spiritual training, you know, the, the, the pitfalls of um, not having a guru watching over. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a matter of understanding Gautama's prescription uh, teaching of, of the lute, the guitar, not, not too tight, not too loose, the strings. Tuning, tuning the strings not too tight, not too loose, which is the balance between um, self-forcing and um, taking the line of least resistance. And I, I think in general, it's really okay to take the line of least resistance mainly, most of the time, meaning know what you want and uh, determine... Uh, have a sense of the consequences of doing what you want, and then, to some degree, let yourself do what you want, uh, based on understanding some sense of consequences not being harmful or being relatively beneficial. Uh, don't 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 give yourself a hard time in your life. Life will give you the training that you need, um, and self-forcing definitely makes a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it it's it's not intellectual knowledge that that um, constitutes freedom from ignorance. It, you know, ignorance as the term uh, avidya, as the root fetter, or the root of all, you know, craving, clinging, grasping and aversion, right? Craving, hunger, and tana, thirst, leads to clinging and holding on, and there are two forms of holding on or attachment which could be called grasping and aversion meaning I want it, uh, I, I want it, I want to take it in and keep it in, or aversion, which is I don't want it, I want to get it gone or keep it out. Uh, those are forms of clinging or attachment that come out of craving, that comes out of some thirst or some basic sense that there's a problem here. Uh, to be free of that is to be free of ignorance to some degree, you know, to whatever degree we're free of a video, we're free of craving, clinging, attachment. That doesn't come from intellectual learning, but it comes from experiential learning 
of how uh, of how I am in the consequences of my attachment. How the con- you know knowing well the consequences of various attachments, clinging and craving, clinging and or craving and uh, grasping and aversion. Yeah, that's that's a hamvichara. That's another level of self inquiry, right? Like Ramana Maharshi was saying, "Who am I?" The the, the meditative tool technique. Uh, deep inquiry into what am I, who am I? Well, there are two levels of that. There's um, mundane and and uh, essential. The mundane is psychological self-awareness, um, knowing my triggers, knowing relative degree of triggerability to those different strings uh, of attachment that we still have, lower chakra blockage, which is associated with what I, with preference, <laughs> well, you know, what I want to grasp. And keep and what I want to reject and keep out. Um, knowing our tendencies that way uh, is psychological self-awareness, which is the result of um, you know self-inquiry, aham vichara, in the mundane way. Uh, and then there's the essential, uh, you know, understanding of what is this this selfhood, this beingness that invo- that experiences all that. Um, but the all that that the, the beingness essential self is experiencing um, is a critical first stage, and that's where a lot that's where spiritual bypass avoids, and that's where overcoming avoids, or what the problem with so-called overcoming, which is a kind of spiritual bypass, which is uh, if I get high, meaning I'm in uh, some kind of rapture or you know happiness state, or I. You know, just keep my mind in a certain way. I, I, I uh, manipulate my mind to think a certain way, like even thinking positive or, you know, hear no evil, see, see no evil, speak no evil. All sorts of types of spiritual bypass um, lead to um, lack of self understanding at the psychological level. And that leads to, per, you know, maintenance of lower chakra blockage. And that leads to continued triggerability. <laughs> uh, when the environment changes and one can't control the input and gets regularly then triggered, so that kind of thing is very that that's well known, or we can know that when we don't force ourselves beyond our, our kind of natural level of desire, aversion, or um, not not forcing ourselves to be where we're not in terms of mental psychological process. Um, and going real slow. That's the Theravadan way. That's that's what mindfulness is about. It's a very slow process. I mean, like fa- following the breath is extremely slow as, as a technique of liberation compared to using mantra and guru initiation and abhisheka, you know, and, and shaktipat and the guru touches me and my kundalini is stimulated and my pranic flow is you know, up char supercharged and I'm doing certain kind of hardcore breath manipulation, pranayama and visualization and all that. Uh, these often um lead to spiritual bypassing and um create um dead zones of uh unrecognized um lower chakra blockage and psychological tendency that people don't want to get into. But mindfulness is very slow. Like each breath, you know, it's like walking, walking from here to the mountaintop by your own power, um, step by step. And um, I think that you're, you're, you're what we're talking about. I mean, some people will disagree, and so I mean, you're sort of 
you're, you're, what you're saying is similar to how I see it, and I'm, you know, not the final authority on the path, but um, it seems to me that it's okay to take it slow and not force ourselves, um, but keep our eyes open and and simply keep continue observing the consequences of of letting ourselves be the way uh, we are. And I think this is a whole long discussion between um, the value of of cutting to all, you know of restraint versus non-restraint and that's a whole other matter you know sometimes restraint is necessary and in other cases um, common teaching is overly restrained uh, common mystic spiritual teaching leads to excess restraint or avoidance in spiritual bypassing it's like the angry yoga students <laughs> you know they're doing the right thing, but they're still carrying anger, but they don't know it. Right. Well, I when I when I first came to understand myself as a wanderer in the 1980s, um, <clears throat> um, it was a huge relief <laughs> that um, yes, indeed, I have some attainment, <laughs> or that doesn't mean I'm some great guy or anything. It just means that. Yes, um, I'm. I'm not uh, a nothing. I'm not a, a, a shithead um, loser or or um, poor, deluded, worldly being, and and maybe no one is. But there's that view in Buddhism, um, certainly when we're talking about asravas and uh, these mental defilement tendencies that keep us bound. Um, if we look, you'll see many. In in every, we'll all see many tendencies like that, and wanders. Um, <clears throat> um, really, um, should know that they're wanderers, <laughs> and and um, appreciate what it means, but not overstate it. And it's not about a call to grandiosity. It's really a call to um, realistic recognition of where we are on the path. Um, meanwhile, we, we still uh, can fall into harmful ways to self and other. And we all have lower triad blockages here in third entity. So um, it's, it's, I think, bringing, it's really balancing love wisdom in uh, an understanding of where we are and particularly what what is best for us uh, how to continue our self-training because i mean taking it easy or hard forcing oneself are both forms of self-training and too tight is a problem and too loose is a problem and yet everybody's balance between those is unique so <clears throat> just because it's like people say well what would jesus do and thinking, if I just do what Jesus do, did, I think he did every time, then I'm like him. No, not really. <laughs> you, you may, it may help in some cases, but uh, he's not you. And there are certain things that we do that are distorted, that we need to, that, that in the end can be seen as having um, been usefully allowed rather than restrained as the more efficient way of being free of them in the long run, in the multi-incarnational view. So, that that kind of thing. It's very, very subtle. And that's not 
a call to um, you know harmfulness. It's a call to being kindly to oneself and taking the long, keeping the long view, the big view, and um, uh, moving out of urgency and stress regarding uh, self-transformation. Because uh, we can certainly stress ourselves muchly um, by not acknowledging where we're at and by becoming over um, over concerned with distortions that are in the process of falling away anyway. <laughs> so it's it's um it, it really takes a lot of wisdom. I mean, you know, we need a lot of wisdom to understand um, balanced self training, and each person's needs are unique, and yet there are universals in play like karma, <laughs> meaning uh, if we make certain types of speech and action, uh, we're going to get either positive or negative consequences. And um, it's important to know the law um, and be careful not to hurt oneself, um, particularly by how we are with other. Um, on the other hand, um, uh, stress and a sense of um, um, un, un, inappropriate or mistaken urgency is not helpful. And urgency doesn't mean, I mean, some things are, are urgent, but many cases, um, uh, crisis, there isn't a crisis unless we um, maintain those thoughts. So anyway, thank you again. And... Um, Take good care of yourselves, see you next time, and good night.